I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Hey, and welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, exciting night tonight in studio. We, uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, talk a little bit about outlaw kart racing um, and uh, get into some of that. First of all, I want to say that the uh, in the opening song there, Dirt, the part about I miss that dirt, we haven't seen dirt in a long time. Yeah. We've seen a lot of mud, yeah. but we haven't seen dirt in a long time, and I am... Uh, I am ready to get back to the dirt track and get into racing. So uh, before we jump in and, and introduce everybody here, uh, I do want to play out our sponsors. So our first round of sponsors. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call in today at 812-216-3900. Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. All right, and we are back here. And like I said, this is a this is an exciting episode for me, um, mainly because my son is really on me about wanting to get in one of these outlaw carts. Uh, and I know, Dustin, you and I have talked before about that. But tonight... We have with us, um, first of all, Glenn Neal, um, who has a great karting background and is now running a pure stock. We have Dustin Carr, uh, who's running a pure stock. And we have the wheelman behind the, uh, the uh, car, uh, uh, go outlaw cart, I should say, uh, Preston. So welcome, everybody. I appreciate you guys being here tonight. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. And I'm going to start here, and I'm going to go right to Preston, man. I'm going to put you on the spot right away. What made you want to get out there and race? I just saw my dad racing cars, and I just really wanted to race 
there's um, go-karts, so I just started racing go-karts. Were you ever, I mean, were you ever worried about getting in there? Had you always been, you know, you wanted to be a part of it? I just want to be a part of racing. That's awesome. And, you know, and that's like I said, uh, like I've talked to your dad a little bit, and, uh, you know, my boy right now is just ate up with it, and he really wants the chance. So I, we have planned to come watch you race one weekend if we ever get it dried out and uh, get the chance. That is our plan is to come watch you race and uh uh, let him kind of see what you do. So we're pretty excited about it. And then uh, I'll turn over here, Dustin. I'm going to ask you, right. and I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to throw it out to you to, to answer, but I know the answer. What's sweeter, racing yourself or getting to watch him wheel a car? Definitely getting to watch him wheel a car. There's nothing better than watching him come off the track with a huge smile on his face from ear to ear. It, uh it's just great. Um, I know you know. I call him Big Head, but Glenn uh, tell you the same thing. I mean, he we went to Vernon for his first race um, and uh, kind of struggled with the cart just a little bit. And Big Head gave us a lending hand and really improved the go kart quite a bit. And when he came off, I swear you could see the smile through his helmet before he ever got out of the cart. And it, uh, me and Big Head both looked at each other, and that's what it's all about, right there. And you know, and I think that's I think that's a cool thing, and and it. Because, like I said, I knew the answer. I've yeah. talked to you enough. I knew where we were going with it. But but I think for any racer, that's got to be – seeing the next generation get started has got to be the, 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 the great thing. And, and you know, and that's what I – with my son being ate up with it right now, it's why I'm excited about it. Because, to be honest, you know, my dad didn't, didn't follow dirt track racing a ton. Um, he, he welded on some cars and but never really followed it a ton was never something that was an option for me and and so for me to get the chance to give him the opportunity to get in a car early um is just a really really cool thing so so glenn i'm gonna throw out to you where does this you know background with you and racing come from yeah it's pretty easy actually i grew up one house from a dirt track i'm from Owensboro, kentucky originally (laughs) and if you're from Owensboro, you're a race fan Uh uh-huh um so you know you, being, you a moonlight barbecue fan too <laughs> actually old hick is a little bit better than moonlight uh moonlight's more commercial old hicks more for the locals okay see i've never heard of old hick we used old to go to moonlight quite a bit yeah moonlight's good but old hickory i think it's got it all though. right then i'm taking a trip to Owensboro. <laughs> <laughs> but now um you know i grew up in windy hollow windy hollow speedway was one literally one house from me um from the age you know two and a half uh, until i uh, actually went in the military um so you know i rode bicycles on the track i rode go-karts on the track i rode dirt bikes on the track um so you know even at night i would go to bed listen to race cars smell a rubber the dirt pluming over the house and whatnot so it's just been in my blood um like like you were talking about earlier, um, you know, I we I, I come from a humble upbringing. Um, we didn't have you know enough money per se to go big time racing. Um, I worked a summer job, enough money to grab a go kart when I was uh, sixteen. I actually bought it off of Byron McDonald, who happens to be Jeff Green's brother-in-law. Um, that was my first go kart, um, and uh, self-funded. I uh, showed up to the track, didn't know what I was doing. I remember a lot of people making fun of me which really hit home, uh, which is why now I take the time to, uh, whether I'm at a go-kart track, at a big car track, a drag strip, whatever, if somebody needs a hand, I'm there. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, 
when we look at the racing community, we see it in the pits, but it is it is a family and it is tough to sometimes break into that family. But you know, that's the whole thing. My dad, you know, he came from a more of a tractor pulling background. He built a little lawn tractor pulling and he showed up and the same kind of deal, built it all himself. He was so proud of it and he showed up and he realized some of these farm boys that had unlimited resources he was he was way out class and they laughed at him and he said i never went back and i always hated that form because it was something he had a passion for but you know you get you get beat down you don't go back so it is cool to see that you are um you know you're passing that on so how many years did you spend in the cart (laughs) i'm still in the cart um i've been racing since 85 um last year alone i ran 19 dirt tracks 19 different dirt tracks and five different asphalt tracks. Uh, I'm 51, so at 50 years old. Um, at 49, I won two state championships. So I mean, I'm still, I'm still very active in the cart. We we have a Midwest uh, Asphalt Champ Cart Series that's uh, all across uh, uh, Indiana. They run Angola, uh, Anderson, uh, Salem, South Bend, Kentucky Motor Speedway, not Kentucky Speedway. And so I still do some cart racing. Which do you like better, the dirt or the asphalt? Asphalt's easy. Um, so it was so easy. Uh, the first race I ever ran on asphalt, I'm, I won, actually, uh, out of 20 carts up in Angola. And, and I'm not taking anything away from anyone um, that, that, you know, is asphalt. I, I get it. But I also get where the dirt guys in, like NASCAR and the big series, I get where they're so good is because you can put the car where you, and in this case, the cart, I ran car last year, cart, you can put it where you need to put it and it'll go. Dirt's not always like that. So, you know, it was the transition from dirt to asphalt was easy. So to answer your question, uh, I, I prefer the challenge. Um, you know, the, the trying to find the groove, trying to find the, the moisture, trying to find you know, the right line and whatnot. And, you know, and I think that's a great point because I always love when I watch some of these guys that grew up in dirt that end up in NASCAR, these big series, when they talk about, oh, my gosh, look how loose they are. Well, that's how, that's how Larson sets his car up. Yeah. I mean, Larson isn't looking for <laughs> – he thinks he's tight and he's he's all over the place, these other guys. And it and it is. I think for them, it's they're so used to being on that edge all the time that, that it's not a big deal at all. You can always tell watching a NASCAR race who has dirt background and who doesn't. Oh, absolutely. You can always tell it. And uh, so I want to ask this, too, because I I find it very interesting. Um, Because we just had – we have a a go-kart team at at our high school. Um, It's called Black Cat Racing, and um, it's actually an electric go-kart team. We have three karts, and they actually just won the national championship at Indianapolis Motor Speedway this year. Um, actually, I'll brag on them a little bit. They actually placed first, second, and fifth. So not only did we win, we were also wow. a runner-up to ourselves. So, But I want to ask you, and Glenn, how much you know, but do you see, because a lot of the guys we've talked to in that side of it really see karting going to electric engines. Do you see that? You still think we'll stay with gas engines? No, you're going to stay with gas. Um, there's several – well, okay, there's three different types of, of go-kart racing. You have enduro which is the laydown, I mean, the real laydown carts, you know, the 180-mile-an-hour carts. You have Sprint, which is your shifter carts that you see up on the course, uh, road courses and whatnot. And then you have Speedway 
which is uh, your traditional, you know, uh, roundy round. So um, most of your traditional stuff is homegrown, um, electrical. When you start getting in electronic um, engines, albeit, you know, the wear on the engines, are not, it's not there like it would be on a gas. You just have your old school. I mean, I remember when we went from Flathead to these clones. You have your old school guys that just will not change. So you can try it, but it, it's just not going to go. I don't even see it. You, number one, most of your dirt track racing on go-karts is a Midwest South East, mm-hmm. not out West or up in the Northeast. I mean, there's some up in the Northeast, don't get me wrong. But in the Southeast is where you know the majority of your go-karting uh, is going on. So... Uh, with that said, you know, I don't see, you know, especially in the southeast, them going to an electric uh, engine anytime soon. And you know, actually, a motor. And it's interesting to me because we had some guys. Alan Magner was one that, that helped with the team. And um, some guys with a dirt background. And and Watts Electric, Bob Watts, a big shout-out to him. He came on board because he didn't have the racing background. These other guys had the racing background, but they're looking at this electrical electric engine, these batteries, this wiring, and they're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what we need to do." So it was a cool marriage to see these guys. Bob Watts is over there, and he's got he's running wiring and and making things go, and these other guys are are working setup. So it was a cool deal. But it uh, even for me, it's a whole different world for me. And I, I will be honest, I hope that the racing world never gets there, just because as silly as it sounds and we've talked before you you just said it was in your blood you talked about the plumes of of dust coming over but not smelling race fuel (laughs) not hearing the engine fire i mean when they just press the pedal there's something about it that isn't the same for me i mean (laughs) that so but uh it was cool and that you know huge shout out to our kids they did a great job so so as you came up in the karting world um obviously you had some success glenn what made you kind of want to transition into the the pure stocks? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, so I, I stood up this business, uh, Big Head Speed Shop, uh, until let's see, been April two thousand sixteen. It's now closed. It, it grew too much, um, and I couldn't keep up with it. Um, but the first dollar spent in my shop was Dustin, and it was on his cart. So. Uh, that bond has been there ever since I met Dustin three and a half years ago. So, um, you know, we'd been talking back and forth. I said, you know, again, bench racing in the shop, in my shop. And he's like, hey, won't you jump in the car? And I'm like, hey, won't you jump in my go-kart? And so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always game for something different. Um, um, a car a decent car came available he hit me on it you know said you may want to check it out i checked it out um got in the car and and it's fun i mean it's a good time uh the level of competition i can tell you where we race uh the level of competition if you can win at that track with that level of competition you can pretty much take that car and win anywhere you really can it's it's gotten crazy i mean and when you got people and i'm not bashing any other tracks or anything but when you've got people like tim and kelly wagner putting up that kind of money for a points fund you're going to have guys digging mm-hmm. deep to win races over there and you know to get the points fund. plus it's it's a good group over there you know like we was just talking you know everybody getting along i mean it, 
we always put together, of course, but, you know, we'll get out there and rub doors, or I'll get out there and rub doors with Troy or Bryson Clark, and, yeah, it's like when I won a couple of weeks ago, the first guy that actually came down into victory lane was Bryson Clark and shook my hand and said, heck of a race, and shoot, we just rubbed doors a weekend before. I mean, it's you've got that nick over there. It kind of, you know, it's fun, too, because, I mean, you're going to have heated moments, but it's still fun because everybody's kind of like a – it's kind of like a racing community and racing family, but you can get out there and race and beat and bang with each other. But then afterwards you can laugh about it and have a good time and, hey, can I borrow this? I need this, you know, vice versa. So that's what makes it fun. Um, and, you know, it's like he said, the competition over there has just gotten ridiculous. It's tough. It's real tough. <laughs> it, it's tough. And, Glenn, tell me this. How different is the go-kart to the pure stock? Uh, it's huge. Um, so really – the only spring on a go-kart which is a rigid frame it's offset but the only the only real spring you have is the spring rate on the tires the spring rate on the tires um and it's it reacts much quicker uh when you turn the wheel which you barely have to turn in a go-kart uh when you turn the wheel um it sets it takes there's not a lot of uh different gadgets between the steering wheel and the and the tires uh, on a pure stock with the spring package, um, the shock package and whatnot, it, the car is a little lazier. Um, you have to throw it harder. Um, that takes some getting used to, uh, when you go into the corners, you really have to set the car, uh, as opposed to, if you were to set a go-kart, like you have to set a race car, you're going to spin out. Now I'm, I'm the king of the spin outs here lately in a, in a big car. Um, but, and, 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 you know, I was thinking on the way up here because I figured you'd ask me something in in, in relation to uh, horsepower to weight ratio and whatnot. Uh, on a go-kart, um, especially up at the state championship uh, on that big kart I was on, I mean, our kart is 400 pounds, the engine's 60 pounds. So the, the, the horsepower to weight ratio is about 6.6 horsepower per pound. Um, I calculated my, my pure stock's around 3,500 pounds at about 550 horse. You're about 6.3. So uh, the throttle response is about the same. Um, and you really have to do the old egg under the pedal deal, mm-hmm. uh, getting it coming off the corner. The only difference that I've really had a difficult time, to be 100% honest, because I raced modifieds back in the day, um, is that much weight transferring and, and getting it to transfer at the correct rate so that you don't spin out or you don't push. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's interesting that, that I don't know that a lot of people would have realized you know, the horsepower to poundage ratio that you just talked about. And, those, and obviously, those big level go-karts are, are phenomenal to watch. But I, I would have never guessed that it was that close. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's amazing to me. Let me ask you this, too when we and for those who maybe don't know what is the difference here when we're talking about like the jennings county carding what's the difference between all of these classes in carding and, and the outlaw carts and those kind of things all right so you start off with the with the the little guys um you're talking about your kid you know you start off and you'll start off in either a, a flat cart which is a cart without a cage or a, a champ cart which is a cart with a cage um and then gradually work your way up uh, by restrictor. Uh, my little man here, he started out, I think, red, red plate maybe. Yeah. So the smallest, uh, the lar- uh, smallest hoe, the, the most restricted engine, and he's been working his way up. So as you progress, you basically as they get used to the 
the feel of the of the go kart, uh, champ kart, whatever you race in QRC, the like they run over the outlaw carts, whatnot. Um, as you start to come up, you start to increase the horsepower, and eventually you get all the way up uh, around the well between probably 10 years old and 14 years old to where you're pretty much wide open and then all you're doing at that point is uh, okay which engine are you which engine package are you going to go with um you'll go anywhere from a clone to which is a basically a honda clone um you'll go from a clone to you could go to a two-stroke you could go to a four-stroke big a big uh, gx390 um a lot of the guys are running uh over at uh, jennings county a lot of the guys are running motorcycle engines so you start to work your way up i know um name escapes me now but the kid that won over there is dad races in the in the big times um uh, saldana yeah his son was over the other day um and his son was bad bad fast yeah and he was on i think it was a 250 and that wasn't even the the largest um, I had a chance uh, when I was out in Tucson to actually um, uh, ride around in one. Uh, a fellow of mine owns one of the outlaw carts over there, the big one, the unlimited. I think it's a 500. Um, yeah, big big time. <laughs> yeah. So, but Saldana, his kid uh, the other day was flat putting it up. Uh, he was picking it up, putting it down. So you know, it's just uh, you kind of and I, like some of the boys. Uh, uh, we we've got kids. I've probably got. 15 kids that i help out some of them will decide to go to the legends like some of the nascar guys go and then some of them will decide decide to go the jennings county route where you go more towards the sprint car side of it you know it's just a uh, really it's up to the kid you know and what they feel comfortable with and i'll ask you this preston what what do you think you've learned the most racing what's been your what's been the toughest thing for you to kind of kind of get you know your your biggest uh place to improve and what what have you worked on as a driver try to get faster and get better racing what and and you know as you as you keep trying to come out do you work on you know do you try and set one thing that you're going to get better at like you entering the corner i'm going to do better at that or you know how do you kind of get tackle the racetrack um, your tack. Tack. We've got a uh, not to step on the stove or anything. No, you're fine. Glenn uh, put us onto these. They make microns. Uh, we got a micron five that will actually show where he lifts on the track, where this fastest lap was. What I mean, it's literally because you know when you get into with younger kids, they can't give you any feedback. Right. You know? Absolutely. And That's... if you don't have somebody that you know, we've got another gentleman, you know, Patrick and his two boys uh, race with Preston. And if me and Glenn and Patrick's not standing there, it's still hard for us at times to see exactly what the car's doing. Usually Glenn can, you know, he's been around it so long, but, you know, but I can get that tack and look at it and me and him can look at it together and plus look at it as a GoPro and be like, okay, would you see what you did here? Did you see what you did there? But I mean, his biggest, don't get me wrong, he's took leaps and bounds and, you know, he's really, he's, he's twice the driver I ever thought about being, but um, I just got to get him just it's almost kind of a good thing in a way but he's not aggressive enough yet mm-hmm. and in go-karts you've i've learned you've got to be aggressive um you're not gonna get many opportunities to get around somebody. no and especially at you know we race at charlestown a lot and that track is tough to pass um so you got to be aggressive you got to get it when you can and the class he's running in right now the the uh, junior champ class they're all so equal chassis wise and motor wise 
that it makes for some really good racing, but it's also some really hard times to race in the past. So if, you know, a guy gets underneath you, you're probably going to lose three or four spots. It'll look like you're at Talladega and got stuck out of the draft. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just got to work on him on that. and get a little aggressive, but that tack makes life. I mean, I don't, you know, we raced, what, two years without it? Mm-hmm. And I don't see how, well, once it full season, I don't see how we ever raced without it. I mean, it makes your life so much easier. So it tells you prepared. everything. His his oh, throttle yeah. response, everything. Well, that- yeah, you kind of hit on something that that I work with parents and their kids, and that is communication. It's clear as day why, you know, a Canals and a Johnson wins seven championships or, <laughs> you know, whatnot. So the – trying to get the kids to to communicate in a way that the parents can understand and try to get the parents to understand what the kids trying to communicate to them is the hurdle um you know the kid knows what the cart's doing so you have to explain to them what a push on entry is what loose on entry is what push on exit loose on exit whatnot you know you're getting beat off the corner you're getting beat down the straightaways or whatnot and then how to explain that to whoever's working on your stuff Mm -hmm. is huge especially especially when you're talking you know and they've got a great relationship but some parents don't have such a great relationship and so the kid doesn't necessarily want to talk to the to the parent and so you know that's 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 what you really have to work on as as a youngster and so uh, as you come up through the ranks again back to who's successful and who's not the ones that are successful are the i don't really i'm not a cow bush fan but he's a wheel man and mm-hmm. he he knows what it takes um to get his car the way he likes it and, and that's a that's a huge point we've talked about it on this show before and and i think and and off camera we were talking a little bit mm-hmm. before dustin you talked about you try to set up and it didn't fit for you yeah and i've said i think a lot of young guys that that didn't grow up racing but jump into it at a later age that's where they struggle. They want to walk through the pits and look at every other driver and say, okay, if I run his setup, I'll be that way. Yeah. That's not the case. you got to find the setup that fits you, mm-hmm. and the communication is huge. Being able to tell your guys what you need, being able to get your car to what you need, and that's it's a, it's a great learning opportunity for me as well because that was my concern with my son. You know, how do you teach him what push is, what loose is, what – you know, and and so that's a that's a great thing for me to know with that tack, and and that's why I'm blessed with this whole deal because I got a lot of people I can lean on to know what's going on. But uh, you know, it's it. You never want to put yourself in a situation where you burn that bridge between, right. you know, your son because it's yep. you're doing it to to be together, right. and so I think that's a really cool deal. So, right. so uh, Preston, I'm going to ask you this question: mm-hmm. Who's your biggest fan? Jimmy Owens. You okay? Who's your biggest fan? Who, who uh, who's your favorite racer? Oh, Dad. Okay, like but, you know Jimmy. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> if he's your biggest fan, <laughs> we need to talk after the show because I'd like to get Jimmy on here. I got some questions. Uh, but you're a Jimmy Owens fan. Yeah. All right. That's that's okay. That's all right. Not my guy, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, I guess I'll ask you too, Glenn. You know, where where do you stand on the champ car versus the flat car? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So, huh. 
I'm, I'm a flat cart guy, um, but I do get where, um, you know, a lot of parents don't want their kids into something that they would consider to be unsafe. However, I will tell you that I've been ejected from a flat cart on at least, I've been on my lid at least five times. A couple of times have been real severe. And uh, I feel like that if I'd been strapped in, uh, it could have been worse. I got I got thrown from the cart. You know, I'm a firm believer in if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. I mean, you know, Swindell, um, Kevin, we used to race against him uh, down in Mississippi, and uh, he's fast. He was stupid fast in flat carts. He ran flat carts, you know, all the way up until he started running, you know, the, the midgets, and then he got off in the big stuff. And he got hurt in the big stuff. So, you know, there's trade-offs on both. You know, it, it, I guess it sets a – it sets – um a parent's mind at ease with with the champ cart but i will tell you that it'll make you a heck of a lot better driver if you know you'll be on your lid and i'll be honest that's where and i'll be up front my wife's not watching tonight so um <laughs> she wants a champ cart for that i mm-hmm. mean that's the yep. whole thing because she and she doesn't come from a racing background and she knows that my son's ate up with it and i made up with it but when she looks at a go-kart that's her whole deal she wants she so there's but i that was always my fear too is because my son is a little foolish well he's real foolish um my worry is does he feel an extra sense of security and safety not knowing that i may end up on top of my lid but i uh so yeah i mean that's that i was just curious kind of where that stood because it, it is a tough decision and i and it's a tough decision for me too. And, and Dustin, you can jump in on this because I agree 100%, Glenn, that I think that if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. And I also believe in I'm not going to live today worried about what's going to happen because tomorrow, I mean, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen. I may pull out on 31 going to work and get smoked by a semi, and it may be my last day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But is it tough dustin putting your son in something that you know has you know inherent dangers i mean it it does yeah i mean it does but i mean i've watched preston you know you want to seem wild on something put him on a four-wheeler but you know i look at it as i would rather him be and you know this is just how i look at it he's got a kirky full containment seat he's got all the restraints he's got you know best fires you know you name it, he's got it. But I feel more comfortable of him being in that goat cart strapped into that full containment seat with a helmet on, letting him be crazy, do whatever he wants, 50, 60 mile an hour, whatever, than him being on a dirt bike or a four-wheeler, you know, that you're not strapped on and riding through woods and jumping stuff. That's just me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching him ride his four-wheeler, and he's spectacular on it. And, you know, I ride four-wheelers and stuff too. But when it comes to racing – I mean, I, I still get butterflies and still get nervous when he first goes out there. But I think, it, you know, it, probably if his mom was on the show, she would, you know, she's probably nervous the whole time. But once he the green flag drops, it's just kind of like I'm racing. You know, mm-hmm. everything goes away and you're just focusing on what he's doing. And, I mean, it, it really is a blessing to be able to watch the group of kids that race in his class because they're all 
I've got pictures, and it, it's literally there's eight or nine of them that they hang out at the track and they smack talking with each other, and they and Glenn can back me up on this. It is really neat. It's like you got a bunch of little Kyle Bushes and Jimmy Johnsons, and, <laughs> That's and I mean awesome. they just and then they'll go out there and they'll race, and then they'll come off, and you know one of them will spin the one out and be like, "Dude, you spun me out." You know, it's it's fun again. Um, even though our racing's fun too, but our racing at times can get very overwhelming and very frustrating, and uh, you know. It's uh, what's it really what racing's all about. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and that's the thing. And I, I think again, you brought up a great point there because I look back. You know, I remember my dad bringing home a three wheeler, and you talk about a death trap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever thought those things were yeah. a good idea at any point in time? Honda, and uh, you know that was and same thing. I I I was a daredevil on that, and I can remember. You know, my old man saying, "Put your helmet on," and as soon as he wasn't looking, I took the helmet off and was mm-hmm. you know. So it, it again, I agree, and I, that's where you know that's the one thing that I've told my wife as we uh, as we consider this. The first money's going to be spent on safety equipment. Oh, yeah. I, I don't care how I, I, it doesn't matter to me the engine we've got, whatever it is. I want the same things. I want full containment seat. I want all the restraints, the best helmet we can buy, the best fire suit. You know, and and I got a good buddy, and he made a great point one time. He his boys raced dirt bikes and he said he went in and was going to buy him helmets and the guy brought the the best helmet he had out and he said it's eight hundred dollars and the guy said oh my gosh are you kidding me he goes what else you got and he goes your boy's heads aren't worth eight hundred dollars and he said that was the greatest sales pitch i ever heard mm-hmm. because i walked out with two eight hundred dollar helmets that yep. day and yeah. and, it, and it's true i mean yeah. and not saying that whatever's the most expensive is always the best but you want them in the best stuff yeah, and and so all right, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna twist it again here a little bit, and I'm gonna ask you another question, Pressing, as they just said you guys are like a bunch of Kyle Bushes and <laughs> and Jimmy Johnsons and Kyle Larson. So, which one are you? Probably Jimmy Johnson. Probably Jimmy Johnson. All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're then you're pretty calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm worried my boy's gonna be a Kyle Bush. I think Iris the cowboy. They're out there. <laughs> There's more than one. I'm just after this last week. I'm hoping my boy's not Johnny Sauter. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. I want to. I want a Matt Kenzie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you don't spin that dude out. I don't care who you are. You don't spin out Matt Kenzie. Uh, no, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said it best. You, you don't put spin our, that guy out. <laughs> I love it, the whole deal with Johnny Sauter and Austin Hill this weekend. And Johnny Sauter says. Hey, NASCAR, I know you're listening to my channel. I know you don't like this, but he's wrecked me two weeks in a row, and it's time for me to, to take care of business. Yeah. I thought, he's talking to NASCAR as he's chasing him down. I thought, yeah. that's that's the real deal, man, when you're just yeah. like, hey, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but you know what? I'm mean. doing it anyway. All right, we're going we're gonna to pause here for just a second. I uh, We're going to play out some more of our sponsors, and we'll come right back. Yeah. <laughs> Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They are your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. 
They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. And I do want to take a second here. I know uh, I saw earlier that uh, Nathan Bowling was listening and uh, Ryan Bowling, and uh, we just talked there a little bit about their dad, uh, Bronze Bobby Bowling. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to them. Um, Nathan and Ryan lost their grandmother this week and uh, visitation of funerals tomorrow. So to the bowling family, guys, we're thinking about you Absolutely. from all of us here at Throttled Up. And, uh, you know, we're, we got you in our thoughts and our prayers, and we love you guys and uh, definitely thinking about you during this time. So if we can do anything, let us know. And uh, so to kind of jump back into this um, a little bit, um, Dustin, I'm going to ask you this. Were you – looking at what Preston's getting the opportunity to do now, do you wish you had that opportunity when you were young? Absolutely. Um, you know, it was kind of weird how the whole cart deal came about. Um, the go-kart chassis itself, just the chassis, um, you know, we came upon it. It was an asphalt cart and stuff. And me and Preston had talked about it and his mom, Nikki and stuff. And, um, you know, there was a couple i mean don't get me wrong my family gave me great opportunities um but i always said you know preston took a great liking to racing i always said you know i want to start him out in a go-kart you know that way he can start young and you know get the feel of everything make sure he's gonna like it you know and now our middle child's gonna be starting next year hopefully but um we got in touch with a big hit here and we took the go-kart over there and i mean he completely rebuilt it from the ground up and it was just great bonding time because it was me and Preston and Big Hit over rebuilding his go-kart from the ground up. You know, we spend, and I have a loving wife that allows us to do this, but me and him's out in the garage every night. Whether it's prepping tires, it's boat checking the go-kart, it's, he has a list that he does, and then he'll help me on mine, which he calls my pure stock his car, but um, he says it's going to be his when he's 13, so we'll see. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's no better, and don't get me wrong, there's times, you know, I'm I'm a very still a very competitive person, so I get frustrated at times, and there's times I have to remind myself, you know, he he's still just ten years old, you know, because you'll you'll have those moments where he'll run two or three perfect laps, and then it's like he you know he forgets what he's yeah doing. he forgets what he's doing. It's like well, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> or you know you have a moment to where I struggled for two weeks trying to explain to him what I was what I I was wanting him to try in the go kart, and then we go to Jennings County and 
Big Hit talks to him for five seconds, and he goes out there and does the exact <laughs> thing. And I'm like, no, wait a minute now. So, but, I mean, you cannot – and it's with any sport, which, you know, racing is just in our blood. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. But you find that nick with your child, and there's – you can't replace it. There's no money. There's no – and people don't get it. They're like, oh, you're spending all that money, you know, for your, your son to race, and all he gets is a trophy if he wins. No, that ain't why I'm doing it. You know, he learns discipline. He learns mm-hmm. to control something that's out of control. He learns priorities. He learns stuff that you have to do. I mean, there's – it's not Budgeting, understanding yeah. what you got. Yeah. And it's – Well, and the best thing I ever heard, and, and I've had several, you know, racers that uh, that the kids have grown up now and are racing now, and they said the greatest thing about being involved in racing and getting your kids hooked is you know where they're at every Saturday night. Exactly. And, you know, and, and Friday night, Sunday yep. afternoon, whenever you're racing. But, yep. you know, you know they're not out running around doing whatever because once you get it in your blood, you're you're going to be there. Yep. And and that's, you know, that's the big thing for me. Um, and, and looking at it, and it, it's funny, I don't know that my son would have ever been interested until we started this whole deal. And, you know, it's like I was joking the other day, you know, Isaac Rainey was on last week and – uh, gave him a sticker. I had to put it on his door. Well, then he comes back out with Tyler Collins sticker. Got to get Tyler Collins sticker out. Well, now he won't stop talking because Tyler Collins said, "Stop by the pit. I'll give you a T-shirt." Well, he wants to know when the next race is, and and that's you know that's the cool thing too. And you know, I know Dustin, you've done a great job with this. You know, when I've seen you at the track, that interaction with the young kids, and and I, you know, I'll give you a big kudos because as soon as I started talking, even about looking at putting my son in a champ cart and you know going that route you were the first one that said come down anytime bring him let him see it you know and and that's the cool thing too is because building this next generation of racers we talked a little bit beforehand about car counts and the racing and we gotta we gotta get young kids in Mm -hmm. to keep this thing going i think that's funny too because like if you walk in pressing room you know you'll go into other kids room and they'll have you know their favorite basketball player or their favorite <laughs> video game you walk in his room and there's nothing but trophies and checks that i've won and then he's got stickers all over his doors and then he's got big head 33 stickers everywhere and i mean he's just he's he's ate up with it like i said i mean he's he's gifted too in a way because he's smooth and he does have a lot of natural talent and there's a lot of young kids you know that are racing locally that have a lot of natural talent i mean there really is there's going to be some good racers come out of Indiana. well and we've talked about that man you know and it's it's tough i think sometimes for for race fans around here to realize how spoiled we are oh yeah. i mean even even look historically i mean you look around here in this region and the names and the people who have come here and raced and left here like i mean you know and, and i'm a fan so i'm biased but even talking about Stewart, i mean People yeah. act like, oh, it's Tony Stewart. Like, dude's a Hall of Famer, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, the dude could yeah. wheel and yeah. and still can. And, yeah. and, you know, and you look at, you know, Gordon came here, moved here mm-hmm. to, to be a part of Indiana. The, the yeah. names that have come out of this place, yeah. and, and not just Indiana. When you go back at Glenn and you're talking about Owensboro, Kentucky, and the names that have come out of Owensboro and, and you know, the Kentucky region as well, this is a hotbed for talent. And I, oh. and I agree with you. I think that there's a... Uh, you know, and that's what I love about what, you know, and I wish you could have been here tonight, but what the Perrys are doing with, with the track at uh, the fairgrounds in Jennings County, um, I'm just glad to see it being used and yeah. seeing it being an opportunity for, for kids to race. And um, They're working hard at it. i got to give them a lot of credit. They're working really hard at it. 
Well, and you know, and I, again, it's another one of those where I feel awful for him because it's just been awful yep. to start this year, and and it's, you know, and I I laughed and I I told Matt and some other guys when this year started, I said my plan was to wait for somebody that that jumped in full for, force in a champ car and their kid hated it because <laughs> I figured by about now they'd be ready to sell for a good price. I said, but the problem is no kids figured out they don't like it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even raced yeah. enough to figure out they're not yeah. they're not interested. So yeah. it's it's delaying me a little bit. But uh no, so so I'll ask you this, Preston, where do, so you obviously dad just said you called dad's car yours. That's the goal is to be thirteen and be in the pure stock. Mm-hmm. And where would you like to go from there? Mm, street stock. All right, you just gonna kick Dad out totally and tell him he's the he's car owner crew chief then? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell him he can go race the go kart. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's the whole reason we've still got that pure sock. I, I tease him all the time and tell him it's old enough is gonna start drawing Social Security here for too much longer, but. Uh, you know, there's been so many times we was going to move up. And then here recently, you know, with the whole engine deal, we was we was done. Uh, you know, I uh, came across another across another opportunity on another car to move up. And, uh, you know, me and him talked about it. And he just, I mean, that car is like, it's almost like family because we work on it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know so much about it. Plus, you know, I, I talked big head into, you know, racing pure stock. So we really enjoy racing together and stuff too. And it's just. In my eyes, and call me biased, I think it is pure stock class at Twin Cities right now, you know, not against any other tracks, is the most competitive that there is anywhere in any division. I mean, it is – it's it's nuts. I mean, it's – and that's one of the reasons why, you know, big kids like me, he, he wants competition. He strives off that. He wants, you know – we moved Preston up kind of probably early because I want him to be racing against the best. That way he'll learn, and you know. And I feel like me and uh, Big Hit are racing against the best right now, and you know that's why I put him on the pure stocks because I said if you've got Tim and Kelly Wagner put up that kind of money, and you've got this criteria of drivers, you're going to be racing against the best, and they're going to be putting it all on the table every night for that money. So, well, and you know, and I think this is the, um, you know, the thing going back to it with me too. And that's how I would look at it too, talking about what you did with Preston. I would rather him. I would rather my son run middle of the pack, but have to compete and learn it, than keep him in a class that he can go out and just run up front and and he's just making laps. I mean, I, I want him to have to learn, and it's kind of like you talk there. The one thing you would say is he's got to get more aggressive. Well, if you just outrun everybody, you're not getting more aggressive. Right. You got to learn to race in the pack and 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 how to make passes and how to defend your position and all those kinds of things. So. I think that's sometimes, and this is across all sports, sometimes parents make mistakes with their kids. They want them to see success so bad, they forget to challenge them mm-hmm. to, to improve. And at some point, everybody kind of catches up with you. So, so um, I will say, uh, you know, so you, Preston, I'm going to ask you, because, you know, I'm, I'm a sprint car guy at heart. Okay, and and Matt's not here to say anything, so I can talk all I want about open wheel carts, because uh, you know Matt's a big late bottle guy, and you know that's it is what it is. Those big and they're slow and turn weird, and so you think you would go that direction? You see nothing in midgets or sprint cars for you? 
No. Why not? Because my mom said they're. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> just, one second, you're just crashed. You're done. I knew that was coming. Yeah, uh, I've told the story on here before. My, again, my wife didn't grow up with a uh, racing background. I took her to the No Way Out 40 at Brownstown a couple of years ago. And we're sitting there, and I'm talking about it. And uh, I said, man, I said, you know, if, if Alan ever gets into racing, I would love to see him at some point run one of these. And it wouldn't, I couldn't have got that out of my mouth. And one came out of turn two <laughs> and barrel rolled down the back yeah. stretch. And she turned and looked at me and said, one of these. I said, well, not exactly one of these. <laughs> Let me. I couldn't yeah. work my way out of it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, our sprint car dreams may have already been dashed as well. I, uh, I may have cut those right out. But uh, no, and I tease because any kind of racing, man, anything that you're doing is, is, is fun and um you know i'm excited to see what you do like i said we we have plans to come and watch you race um i'm gonna bring my boy by to to chat with you and see you but uh the weather has not been our friend whatsoever and it it's not you know looking better either so clearly not so um glenn i yeah obviously you've you've had this it's still you've had this great experience in uh in karting you said you drove a modified how long ago was it when you drove a modified <laughs> uh 98 to 2000 okay yeah how much difference do you see from the modifieds to- well see we were on imca tires and so we weren't running the hoosiers unless we went down to devil's bowl so uh number one you've got fenders now and they're you know the modifieds a lot lighter um we're running 400 small blocks we were running 355 back then so you know getting the horsepower to the ground in the modified is incredibly hard mm-hmm. um especially when you're running imca as opposed to ump um you know i'm finding some of the same challenges with the pure stock getting it to the ground getting drive off the corners and whatnot um that's been something that i've been struggling with this year uh, you know from um laying in bed you know trying to figure things out like every racer does uh i'm trying to figure it out how to get it off the corner uh you know when i when i'm at it you know how to get it to to actually go forward as opposed to you know just breaking loose so um you know uh, that in that sense it's about the same um with the fenders on the car uh, you kind of you, you have to learn the car you have to learn you know it's kind of it's, it's it's incredibly different in that uh, you have to know where where your fenders extend to you know and I know it sounds crazy but um, you know there's been a couple times that I've got into someone and honestly didn't mean to get into them but I didn't realize my car was that far out there mm-hmm. as crazy as that sounds but you know and once I learned the parameters of the car uh, the the mannerisms of the car, you know how the car is going to react in the corner, and whatnot. Like I said, I'm still having difficulties center off. So uh, once I get that figured out, I'll be all right. But um, you know the modifieds, uh, they've changed a lot. You know I, I see these guys with the left front hiked up now, um, big time. Not even not even use them really uh, if if they're really digging. Um, back in the day, you didn't see it as much. Um, I mean, I'm, I remember real clear, we had a national race in Royce City, Texas, and uh, some boys out of Iowa come down with some V6s and smoked us because we couldn't get it to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and I think that's a great point because I think a lot of times, 
again, and I'm not picking on young guys, but inexperienced guys that jump in a car, they think it's all horsepower. And you can have as much horsepower as you want, but if you can't transition it through the tires to the dirt, it doesn't matter. Nope. Um, and especially in the modified class, I think I see that a lot of times, you know, because it, it is it is tough. And, and I go back to what you said about not knowing how far your car is out there. That's been one of the coolest things for me when we've talked to some guys, you know, guys that have been in late models that then got in a sprint or guys in a sprint that got in a late model you know a lot of those sprint car guys that have gotten in a late model they say i feel like i'm huge i mean Mm -hmm. i I joke that they're big and they turn slow but that's what these guys report because they're like just like you were talking earlier you got to throw that thing into the corner where that sprint you step on it that Mm -hmm. right rear tire is going to get you where you need to go Mm -hmm. but that's a big thing they talked about i feel like i'm taking up the whole track i don't know where my car is and you know and i think that's a that's a huge difference in just you know knowing that field because i think some people don't understand it's not like being on i-65 and i'm gonna leave plenty of room right you're taking every bit that you can get to try and make a move yep i mean you're going from a volkswagen to you know an old school 77 coupe de ville it's it's i mean it's it's a huge difference And, and you have to learn the parameters of what you're driving and that's that's a challenge i mean it is and you know even even for the younger guys going into open wheel you better know the parameters of an open wheel yeah because that changes the whole there there is no there is no rubbing no you're on your lid as soon as you get into somebody once they get in the air they don't like to come back down for a while no that that, but we my wife's in the other room we need to quit talking (laughs) about that uh but no and again it I think it's awesome to, to get to talk to you guys and, and hear, you know, Glenn, your backstory and, and where you've kind of come. And I think it's interesting to hear you, you know, still. And I again, to, to any young and inexperienced racer out there, understand that even with success, even no matter how much you've had, you're still going to have struggles. Oh. And just like you right there, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with center off, you know. And I think some young kids think I'm going to hit a point where – it's all going to click every time I go out there. It never does. That ain't the case. No. You may have one night like that, yep. but even Bloomquist in the late model, one of the best there's ever been, he got nights that it don't click. Yep. I mean, two pounds off at the dream. I mean, well, I've, I've, played, I've played stick and ball sports, okay, and participated in, you know, a lot of different activities. This is the most humbling sport you can be and i and you know i was talking i forget who i was talking to but you can actually you you can actually win one weekend and blow up the next weekend Mm -hmm. i mean it'll throw you right back into a humble state real quick like and and sticking ball sports not so much so this is a very humbling sport because you're you're relying so much on mechanical i mean Mm -hmm. that's and i even said that you know and i'm not defending bloomquist at all we all know that he's he's always been close on weight Mm -hmm. we've played that game but but you go back and look at that race. They sit under red. Who know, I mean, two pounds is, is not a lot, talking right. on a car. Right. Who knows what got cut out or what came off when they were trying to get them back out there. The extra fuel they burnt trying to get that thing in. The thing that that told me was you never realize just how close, close you the, these guys are running it because yep. they, every pound is, a, is speed. and. Yep. It, and you know and it, it, it's easy to sit at home and say why don't you just put 10 more pounds in it well 10 more pounds slows you down yeah if you're if you're going to win you have and no matter what level 
in auto racing you participate if you're going to win you have to be on the edge mm-hmm. you have to be if you're not on the edge you're not winning yep. you're on the edge and in the gray area everybody's racing in the gray area if you're running up front you're running competitive so everybody i'm not saying everybody's cheating but everybody's living in the gray area i mean that's what but, it's about every but that's that and that's the history of the sport i it's mean when you truly fun well, yeah when you truly <laughs> go back to you know where it started you know, talking about like moonshiners and some of that, that that were running from the police. The whole idea, the gray area was, how do I tweak this car so I can outrun the police? Yep. So that's where it started. That's why, you know, I'm not a Bloomer fan, but I will say this. The dude's a genius at finding oh, what's yeah. not been written in the rule book and <laughs> yeah. doing it. I mean, yeah. I always go back to the fact that everybody was losing their mind when he got out on the interstate last year in Arizona and warmed his tires up. Yeah. Talked the cops into letting him do it. Well, you're just mad because you didn't think about it. Yeah. And you're mad because you probably don't have the name that if you roll up there and talk to the state cop, he's probably going to go tell you to put it back in the trailer. <laughs> you're not going. Bloomquist rolled up there and said, yeah, run her down the interstate and come back. So yeah. anytime you can really look at that, you know, and, and and make it an advantage for you, that's what it's 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 fun. And it's, it, it it's constantly fun. a moving target yep. to get there. And again, and. Also, you talk about how the track changes at the night. You may have the perfect setup, but Bloomquist didn't know it was going to rain in turns one and two. That whole front of the pack exactly. didn't know it was going to rain in turns one and two for for yep. two minutes. And, uh, you know, so it, you never know what's going to happen. And that's why I love the sport is that, you know, it's a yep. it's constantly a, a, a game that you're chasing yep. to get better at. I'll give you one you haven't thought about. We talked about what your job is before we got on mm-hmm. on air here. Um, one of the things that is often missed with the young kids, um, it teaches fractions. It teaches subtraction, okay. addition, percentages. I mean, and if you come in my shop, I don't care what age you are, you're getting a wrench. Yeah. It's going to happen or I'm not working on your stuff. You're getting a wrench. And so, you know, go get me a three-quarter wrench. That just sounds pretty simple unless you don't know what a three-quarter inch wrench is. And so there's that learning experience. You know, cross, it's obviously measured in percentages. You, you tell people how, you know, you, you explain to these kids how to, how to measure cross and whatnot. And so uh, there is a, an educational side to it mm-hmm. aside from just the sport. No, and I agree with that because, and it's tough because even even with my own son, you know, we live so much more in a throwaway society today. And I'm just as guilty, you know. Yeah. It's you know it, not knocking any place, but I go buy the the Harbor Freight tool, and when it breaks, I junk it and I go buy another one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can remember, and you know, my dad, you know, you you tinkered on things, you made it work, you found a way, and. And I've really tried in the last, you know, few months, about six months, anytime I'm working on something to try and make sure my son was involved, just because same thing, get a three quarter and, or, Hey, I don't know what size this is. Let's guess and see where we think it's at. And, and just making him think through that because so much today we don't, we'll never have to do that. You know, you're not repairing things like we used to. I mean, it frustrates me. The, even the car companies have made it so difficult to change your own oil yep. that it's not even worth the trouble. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, my wife's car's got that whole shroud underneath it and everything. I can't even uh, – it ain't worth me taking the hour to figure out getting it out. So <laughs> it is, and it's it's yep. it's tough because, you know, used to you put the hood up and you 
you did what you needed to do. And and so I agree 100%. I think it's a it's a great thing. And again, not only the educational side, but the the dedication, the determination, you know, that you can't you you, you can't take a night off. I mean, because, well, you can, but you know, now tomorrow you got twice as much because if you want to go race, it's got to be ready. Yep. And so, well, gentlemen, we are at an hour, um, but I do want to kind of give you guys a chance uh, to throw out your sponsors. If you guys want to, we always like to let people uh, thank those that help them get to the track. So Preston, I'm going to start with you. Who do you want to thank that helps you get to the track? And let me help you here real quick. Before you say anybody, say mom. <laughs> okay? Uh, just so I, I'm just trying to help make sure you say mom. Um, so I'll ask you again, who helps you get to the track? My mom and dad and Who's your sponsors? You got chips. You got chips. fountains. The fountains. Fountains. Um... Big head. <laughs> you gonna say, hey, and don't don't feel bad. I've had a lot of drivers on yeah. here when I spring this question on them, which some of them are getting good. They bring the list with them now, but I sprung this and they're like, uh, "Are you serious?" Because I'm gonna look really bad. He's I'm gonna forget somebody. But that's why I didn't want you to forget mom because that's a big one. Yeah. So and then and Dustin, who who else helps you get to the track? course i got a big hit that helps me and all my family and my wife that puts up with everything um uh, my brother and my dad um but sponsorship wise um i got a new engine builder uh build trainer uh i want to thank him for everything he's done for me um i've got uh scott county auto center which of course is also my employer so they put food on the table so gotta thank them yeah, absolutely uh, yeah got brad Irwin at Irwin's customs um uh, of course you know family friends um got the rob's tree service um got cystic fibrosis um patrick at chips place uh he does a ton for us um lafountain's custom painting um sweet revenge bakery and celery signs and glenn you know how you get around the sponsor question <laughs> you don't have any <laughs> so no no really um so <clears throat> chip i mean uh, patrick at chip's place uh has been a big help to me um you know i keep bringing him up he's brought him up several times that dude is an animal when it comes to helping people out um who just my, had back surgery so yeah shout out yeah to him. he just had back surgery um my mom's watching my wife's watching i'm in the shop literally four or five hours every night yep. it's the only way you're gonna figure it out you got to be in the shop i'm not gonna show up to sh- uh, track and not work on my and you know work on my stuff at the track it's going to be ready so there's a lot of dedication not only in the shop but i mean my wife for crying out loud has had to put up with this for 23 years you know i've been married to her for 23 years and i've been racing and so you know that in a way is enough support for me uh i can do the rest you know i just need that support from my wife mm-hmm. from my family from my mom and dad they're always at the track and whatnot um so you know, just, uh, you know, Dustin helps out a ton. Um, little man's always there uh, turning wrenches. So, uh, you know, friends and family and then Chip's place for the most part. And I do want to say, Dustin, uh, we're coming up on a, a pretty big anniversary for you and your brother. Um, because it's supposed to be the Scottsburg Fair Race yeah. this weekend, which uh, 
you guys uh, swept the uh, the winds that I, night. I tell you what, that was the most memorable night. I mean, we started out both of us with two cars that had nothing but trouble. Um, both of us worked our butts off to get him. Both got horrible draws. He was able to squeak through and get his heat race win and start up front, but still, I mean, had to struggle. And then I struggled all night and started sixth. And, uh, I mean, it was just a very – that's a night we'll never forget. Um, if, you know, we get some sailboats out there, maybe we can race this Sunday and try to race. <laughs> that's what I, was, I was actually talking to Joe Hartwell the other day, and I said – you guys going to sell out in the late model stuff and just go to the Madison Regatta because yeah. that may be the only racing we get in. But yeah. Racinggraphics.com, sorry. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so, but the cool, I, I do want to say that photo of you guys is probably my favorite. And I mm-hmm. laughed when I was sitting there in the booth that night. I don't know where all the people came from, <laughs> but it was... I love that photo of you guys at Scottsburg because yep. it was so. And I know we got, had you guys on the show last year, right after that. And but to see you guys, you know, hit that culmination and, and be there was so cool. It was, so it was amazing. It before really was. before we got off, I wanted to at least say that we are coming up on that anniversary. Yeah. So again, and Preston, man, I wish you all the best and good luck. And we'll be down to see you. And, and Glenn, good luck in, in everything you're doing. And I appreciate you guys, um, you know, helping the young kids and. Trust me, Glenn, now that you've been on, this made us good enough friends. I'll be calling if I get my son in a champ cart. So uh, we'll... Uh, I'll help him. We'll, we'll be calling, I'm sure. Uh, but thanks, guys, for coming down. We no appreciate problem. you being on. And like I said, this was fun to get to talk about something that you know, a little different. Like I told you guys beforehand, we love doing this, but, man, it's tough because we're not talking about results and racing and what's going on. We're we're all you know we're all bench racing, like exactly. we said, and yep. and uh, ready to get back at the track. So good luck the rest of the season, and uh, again, thank you guys, and we appreciate it. Thanks for having thank us. You.